Welcome to today's Life Coach Pod. We are almost at the end of April, if you can believe it, which has been quite a month and everybody's talking about the month that never stopped. I want to just show you the status of my little friends, the Chirpensteins. That is the photograph there from day six. There's been quite a bit of movement, but I'm so proud of them. They're hanging in for day six. And if you can't see them, I had to count spines this time because beaks were no longer visible. But for sure today, and I always take a picture after the show, for sure today I'm seeing little heads moving up and down in the nest. So they're getting neck strength now. And I suspect all of those little mouths are aiming upward today. We'll find out. And for those of you who are worried that I am intruding, first of all, they're house finches. So I've done a lot of research on them. Number two, I do not disturb the nest. I absolutely wait until there are no adults around. And then I sneak up very quietly, take a picture or two or video, depending. And then I get the heck out of the way. So no birds are disturbed in the making of my snooping. And my God, I have so little to live for, for that I have to do this. I just have to. They, they're like my children at this point. So day six, they will fledge around day four, between day 14 and 19. So as soon as they start to get feathers, I will not be taking pictures because I don't want to spook them. Although I'm pretty sure they think an iPhone is part of their family. Okay, so today we have episode 26, COVID Proofing Your Career with Amy Gardner, who is here as our guest. Very excited about that. It is, for those of you who have lost all track of time, April 28th, that's right, the month, end of the month is coming. If you have to figure out how you're going to pay mortgage <laughs> uh, by the end of the month, it's time. It's time to move that money around. It's time to figure it out. you got to pay rent. It is time, and it is sneaking up on us because every day feels like an eternity, and yet time is still passing. It is also March 59th if you've been sheltering at home, and I have been since March 10th. So there you go. I've been here forever. I, I know many of you guys have been at home as well. We have some upcoming guests. And Amy, you're going to have to unmute and tell me how the heck to say Keith's last name because every time I've looked at it and I don't know, I assume a letter is silent, but I don't know. Right. So it's actually not. So you would say it's spiral. If you were saying it correctly, if you're trying to be super Czech pronunciation, you would say spiral. Um, spiral. But, okay. Yeah. But, spiral. but I get impressive spiral. if I say spiral. Spiral. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Spiral. Yeah, yeah. Spiral. Okay. Cool. All right. So we have Keith tomorrow who's going to talk about a key behavior that can help with career advancement. And I'm really excited to talk to him about that. We'll have Miles Smith here to talk about retirement, celebrating Donna, but retirement, can I do that? That used to be the thing. I worked a long time in the financial services industry on retirement savings. And that is something that people almost don't even believe is a thing anymore. And then we'll have Jeff Meyer here on Friday with the Art of Storytelling. He is very interesting. He found me through The Lawyer's Daughter, but then I found him back because he's fascinating. He's going to talk to, talk to us about the different kinds of writing projects he's done and what he's learned from doing those, from being a speechwriter in New Jersey to screenplays that have been bought and he's part of the WGA. So he's earned his street cred and I, and I think he's going to be a hoot to talk with. So... Because Amy's going to talk to us about careers and COVID-19 is so part of the mix now. I went and gathered just a few facts about what's happening in the market. This, this is all current research. And by the way, if you've ever wanted to know how you go do this search really easily, go in and um, put in what you're looking for and then hit images and make sure you include the research or the word research, the word stats, 
or the word infographic, and you're likely to come up with charts that will make your life so much easier and not have to read a bunch of reports because good marketers do charts. That's what I do. So Pew has, the Pew research has already, uh, research team has already done some work and it's not going to surprise you. I mean, it's pretty much duh, but the upper, upper income jobs are not as are the people are not having as much of a struggle those with upper income jobs are not having that much of a struggle as those with lower income jobs so again like i said it's not going to surprise you it's just terrifying though to realize that i mean if you look on the, the right side of the chart there are middle income these folks half of people in middle income are worried if um have enough money to cover expenses for three months half, just half. It means half do not. That's pretty frightening. And of course, the less money you have, I like this isn't even math, of course, the less money you have that you've saved because you're living paycheck to paycheck. In fact, that was like a meme I saw today. How can we say we had a good economy when clearly people didn't have enough money to survive three months without needing help? That's not good. It says a lot about our culture because we spend money weirdly, but also savings, you just don't make it, we're not making enough to save for three months of living. The jobs that are most vulnerable to layoffs, so you may or may not have been laid off yet, but they are coming. And of course we see here, it was food and beverage. And what's interesting here is Vox has pulled out that these are low wage jobs and low wage jobs they say are defined by a weekly income of less than $800. That's not very much money. And these guys have lost their jobs by it, like an incredible amount. This is, these are millions. So by 10 million jobs lost in that sector. And then of course, as you might expect, bricks and mortar, we have cl clothing and retail. And then there's support accommodation services, automobile services, education, and then travel and attractions, it goes down and ends it down here with um, real estate. But sports, these are the jobs that have been affected. So you may not see your job here. In fact, um, I have in a second a slide with a little more detail, but I'm sad to say that more Latinos in the U, than US, um, more Latinos than US adults overall see someone in their household has had a pay cut or has lost revenue, uh, lost their job due to COVID-19. So this is a big deal here in California. A lot of our service workers and the people who pick our food, which we know is a horrible job, and we're very grateful for the folks that do it, they're up against it and they're losing jobs as well. So you can pretend that it's not your problem, but we do live in a society and we do have some responsibility to help one another. That's why we all live here and do this, is that we believe in helping one another if we don't. Uh, there's other places you could go, I suppose, but you know, that's cooperation is what's made us strong. So this is sad to see that one, uh, one ethnic minority in our culture is really taking a big hit. And, and there's a lot of protections they're missing, including healthcare. And then finally, there's one more chart here I have about the manual services job that have been hit the hardest. Again, you'll see very similar numbers when it comes to full service restaurants and temporary help services. But what I thought was interesting here is when you add this up, we're looking at about 23 million jobs that are being hit hard and people are losing them. So 
it'll be interesting. I can't wait to hear what Amy has to say, but I know I've been encouraging people. You're just going to need to think differently about what you do and the services you provide. And that's not a good answer for folks that aren't able to pivot on a skill set. So I understand that's really tough, but that's what we're up against. We're going to have to look out for one another. So, so Amy, I started off with, um, with some depressing news, but I, I know this is, you know, this is where you work and where your skill set is. So welcome to the show. And I'd love you to start with introducing yourself. Sure. And thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Amy Gardner, and um, I often say that I'm a recovering lawyer. I practiced law at a big law firm in Chicago for about six years, and then was at a mid-sized firm here in Chicago for several years after that, first as an associate and then as a partner. Uh, from there, I was the Dean of Students at the University of Chicago Law School for about six years. Wow. And um, through that role, I learned a lot about the way that we prepare law students to become lawyers um, or the ways that we are not preparing law students to succeed as lawyers. And now I'm a certified professional uh, career development and career transition coach, and I work with attorneys and other professionals. And my goal is always the same, which is to help them figure out where they want their careers and lives to go and then develop the tools to get them there. So I'm working every day with professionals who want to advance in their current role or switch to a new one. Um, and I, so because of that, uh, I'm hearing a lot from that standpoint about what's going on with this economy. And then also we do trainings for law firms and other employers where we'll come in and um, either teach a, a skill or um, we might work with a team to help the team become more engaged and work better with each other. So we see that aspect of it. And we also have a standalone service called Resume Redo. Um, where we work with people just on resumes and maybe mock interviews. And so we're seeing, um, and those clients are, tend to run a broad, broader spectrum. Um, so Epichromatic overall is working with all kinds of professionals, but then we have these different buckets of services. And we also have um, an online course that we're launching on executive presence because that's such an important skill for people who want to advance or um, make a change in their career. Well, that's great. So I can... <laughs> Yes, your service happens to be incredibly valuable at this time, but also I'm really interested then in this, you, you've got this unique ability to have this aggregate knowledge of what's going on. And of course, you're talking with people with degrees, probably mostly, and I understand, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, that's what I would expect is that we have a lot of folks out there who've invested, who maybe haven't even paid their school loans back yet, but who invested a lot in their education thinking, I'm good, this will be good, I'll always be employable, and here we are at a time we never expected. What's, what are you experiencing? I mean, a lot of times my clients will tell me, I did what I was supposed to do, and I got this thing I was supposed to want, and now I, I, I've discovered, I mean, what happened for me was I made partner at a law firm just like I was supposed to want, and then realized, wait a minute, this is not that great. That's not the right fit for me. Um, and we, we see that a lot with our clients, but particularly now, you, just as you said, people who maybe have $200,000 in student loan debt and they have a very good paying job or had a very good paying job um, that they took in part to pay off those student loans. And even you know, the very best law firms in the country are having to, uh, many of them are having to cut salary. Um, they're doing furloughs. Some of them are doing layoffs. So I don't think anybody is immune to the difficulties in this economy. And I know it's hard to feel sorry for lawyers, um, but I mean, the, everybody has, the, you, we may call it a first world problem, but 
I mean, the problem of how do you pay your mortgage is something that I think people are struggling with, whether they have been let go from a job that was paying, you know, six figures, or whether if they're struggling to pay their mortgage from a job that was paying much less. Either way, people are really struggling right now. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense to me. And of course, lawyers, you can't even go to court. I mean, you can't even go to court right now. So I can see, and I love this term furloughed, which is kind of Mm -hmm. like, a nice way of saying we're not going to pay you money. Well, and we hope that the firms will then be able to bring people back when you know, a lot of firms are um, furloughing people, say, till August. But I mean, there's so much uncertainty that um, it, it's not as though anybody can say, oh, yep, by July we'll be back. And it's also interesting because, um, I mean, I just talked to someone the other day who is a personal injury lawyer, and she said, well, there's no work right now because no one's having car accidents. <laughs> and then I talked to my clients who are at giant law firms who are representing you know, the, the very, very big companies whose names we all know who are on the New York Stock Exchange. And they're saying, you know, my clients are telling me not to build the files right now. And so it's really running the gamut across the but legal profession. I think that's really interesting because it's true, the trickle, oh, you know, we trickle down economics, but the trickle down economics of this is that, yes, it makes sense that corporations don't want to spend any money that would be considered discretionary. And in some cases, some lawsuits might be considered discretionary, might not pursue a trademark infringement or some other things right now, while you don't know how the economy is going to go. And then, and then that does trickle down to all of us who rely on these corporations for, for our sustenance and for our jobs, even if it's not being in law. Do you find that people are considering making career changes based on based on their values or how, how are they thinking about, how are you hearing people talk about what might be next? Well, it's, it's interesting because I think that when you take away the salary or the prestige, um, then it, it may open up different options for people. And, and not always. And I have to say, I worked at one of the largest law firms in the country for almost six years and loved a lot of things about it. So um, it's not in any way to disparage folks who are working at big firms because um, I had a wonderful experience and they do a lot of really important pro bono work. Um, but I think there are people who are saying, look, if the big firm let me go and I don't have the cushion of that salary um, and I went there primarily to be able to pay off my loans or to earn that salary, then gosh, maybe I should you know, think about the reason I went to law school. Um, on the other hand, uh, I, there are areas of law where there's going to be a lot of opportunity. And I think it's always tricky to talk about the opportunities in all of this because so many people, and there are people on ventilators right now who are, who are struggling to breathe. And so it, it can feel um, distasteful to say, you know, boy, if you're a bankruptcy lawyer, things are about to get very busy. Um, but the reality is, is that certain areas of law, there's, there's a lot of opportunity in and there will be. Um, in the next few months and certainly over the longer term. And oh so I think God. people are reconsidering all of that. I hadn't even thought about bankruptcies and it's, it, it seems like it would be a good time to maybe innovate in the bankruptcy mm-hmm. field because clearly that's not a great solution. I mean, I understand there's two levels of bankruptcy. There's personal bankruptcy mm-hmm. and then there's corporate bankruptcy, which seems to be incredibly forgiving and different than personal bankruptcy. Maybe that's just my observation. It feels like corporations tend to fare much better because they just restructure and come out the other end. But maybe there is a way to look at how we move forward where it's not quite so god-awful and so devastating, at least personally, for individuals as we move forward. I don't know if you have any perspectives on that. 
I think that is really one of the opportunities here. We're seeing a lot of um, law firms that were really resistant to allowing people to work remotely. Now everybody, obviously, everybody who can be is remote. Um, we're seeing courts that for years said, no, you have to buy a plane ticket and fly to the city for this oral argument. And suddenly not all, but some courts are allowing some arguments to be held over the telephone. And that is not necessarily ideal, but it's better than not having a hearing at all. Right. And so I think that there are some things we're going to see in terms of changes within the legal field, um, the way that law is practiced. And I mean, maybe there will be changes to some of the laws themselves about in the way that they apply to people. Um, I think we're learning a lot that um, about how children are fed in our country and the number of kids who rely on school free and reduced lunches that they get only at school and things like that, that I think a lot of people knew. Um, but the seeing the stark reality. Um, maybe that will lead to some changes um, in, in the way that we approach poverty or the way that we um, approach education. I think that law is not immune to that. It's interesting because I never thought of, of lawyers doing really gig work or having a side gig, as it were. But it, in fact, it seems like there's so many opportunities right now with the way the world is changing and the things, you know, there's nothing like watching a bird build its nest and raise its young, mm -hmm. right? To like you're slowing down so much and you have a chance to say, wait, what really does matter? And maybe some of these lawyers who are temporarily out of work, because Lord knows we have a way of always employing the lawyers, but they could apply their efforts to some of these side gigs, going after things like what is really fair? Like how do we really feed our kids? And where are the gaps and, and wage gaps? And you know, the, the other meme that's going around is we found out who our essential workers are. And they're mm -hmm. they're not they're not the lawyers, right? I mean they're just the people who keep the doors open at the grocery store and keep the things clean. So go ahead. Yeah, I think it, I mean, I think that one of the things that um, we've certainly seen though is um, when we see government instituting a rule about who's going to get certain benefits, say, um, yeah. we, we want the lawyers to go running to the courthouse to make sure that people's li uh, rights are protected. And um, it is interesting because I think that, um, now there have always been some law firms not always but in the last few years there have been more and more law firms that are virtual and so now i think there are people who are saying oh this working from home thing isn't so bad maybe i might actually like that and then there are also lawyers who are saying wait a minute i always wanted to work from home it turns out one day a week is really my max <laughs> for how often i want to be at home and obviously this is very different circumstance because for people who are trying to educate children at home um, it is not normal and, oh yeah, yeah, um, that's not the regular work at home gig. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, it's <laughs> not the same. But I do think that um, all of us, regardless of your field, people are um, people who are able to work remotely are sometimes realizing, you know, I'm not so sure I need to go back to that office five days a week. Or they're realizing, oh boy, <laughs> I need a place to go to place escape to my house and to have that clear separation. It's called the basement, everybody. Find the basement. Yeah. Well, what's also interesting is that you, it, this idea of once we break one norm, like going into the office, we start to find the opportunity to break other norms, right? And, and it instantly occurred to me that I happen to love the Undisclosed podcast because we get Susan Simpson and Colin Miller and Rabia um, Chaudhry, three people who aren't co-located, collaborating. And the idea of having people, especially lawyers who I think aren't inclined to collaborate right because it's usually oppositional or it's kind of set up as competition but that could be another norm that could be challenged during these times 
like how could you collaborate suddenly it just breaks the old model mm -hmm. yeah i think there's definitely some opportunities to rethink the way that we work um, and how we relate to each other and i think that it's important for all of us to take the time to do that i think a lot of folks right now i mean so many lawyers i know are, are working so hard to you know keep their their firm going their clients served um, educate their kids they're worried about how they're paying their staff if they're um, if they're in a leadership role at a big firm or if they have their right. own firm it means and i hope that for all of us who are finding ourselves in this time that we can take a breath and pause and think about what we want to keep the same from before if we have that option um, and what we might like to change going forward and I know it's easy for me to say that as someone who has clients and has a steady business and so I don't want to um, poo-poo the folks that have recently lost their jobs and are thinking yeah I can do introspection after I figure out this month's rent lady <laughs> um, so I don't want to minimize that but I do hope that people can can stop and think about some of the things that have been better in our lives. I was on a discussion um, last night actually where people were talking about how some of the things they always thought that they had to do, they're realizing they can't do them right now and the world hasn't stopped spinning. And so reevaluating, you know, I, I genuinely miss uh, the person at my Starbucks that's very close to my condo that I go, go to just about every day, but I'm also realizing, you know, I actually can have iced tea at home. Um, and that's working out okay. I mean, and, yeah, it's okay, right? Like it's the social interaction you miss, but like, yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm doing all right without it. And I think that um, some of us are reconsidering some of the commitments that we have. Um, some people are, I know a woman who just started running with her little girl rather than going to the gym now that she can't go to the gym. And she's really looking forward to that mother-daughter time every morning with her little girl while they do that, the Couch to 10K program. So. I think there are different ways that we can use this time to reconsider what we want our lives and careers to look like when this is over. Uh, you know, coming from a former lawyer, that's, you know, my dad was a lawyer, so I know yeah. my mom said nothing changed him more than law school. Yeah. You know, so because they teach you how to shut it down and not mm -hmm. pay attention to the noise and focus. And then they also teach you to win, which is, mm -hmm often a win-lose situation that i talk about a lot with lawyers it's win-lose not necessarily win-win you have to be a certain kind of lawyer and have a certain and be in a certain kind of practice to be able to entertain win-wins real typically right, right? yeah it's yeah. not it's not typical and so the idea of you coming at this then with this fresh perspective and i know we're talking about lawyers folks but really if you listen to what amy's saying she's talking about tuning into what matters to you so anybody can do this regardless of your career if you have the luxury of taking a minute and i understand some folks may not but even if you're still doing a job that's not the job you want to do you can still tune into what matters to you you can start to think differently about how you've been approaching this that's the number one thing i think it's for us to take a minute and say i've been doing this the same way all this time and just not thinking in coaching, we talk about a, a level three energy, and that's basically that go along to get along kind of energy. Mm -hmm. And that's when you are just cope, you're, you're still productive and you're coping. And it's, there's nothing bad about it, but it's a little zombie like because there are opportunities to actually do more or mm -hmm. to make change happen. And, and I think we won. Yeah, go ahead. I think yeah. one thing we, we've been suggesting to people, um, regardless of your profession, is that you use this time to the extent you have any um, to reflect on the skills and qualities that you'd like to develop and that will help you be successful in the future. And 
I am not a big fan of the memes that say if you haven't redone your closet and lost 10 pounds and you know cooked all the vegan meals and all this stuff, you are a failure. I am not saying that at all. I think actually what you should do is pick a skill for your personal life and a skill for your professional life. And to the extent you have the capacity and the time now, then to, to just focus on those two skills and trying to improve those and, and really evaluating what can help you in the future. Because I think if you come out of this with, even if you just did, you know, 10 new German lessons on Duolingo, because you've always wanted to learn German, or I have a friend who every day she practices and learns a new song on the ukulele and uploads a video of herself singing and playing um, the song every night on Facebook. And I think she's on her 44th song. Um, so she's going to come out of this with enhanced ukulele skills. Whatever it is that is interesting to you to just pick two skills and, and work on those and try to use this time to improve yourself. And it also gives you time when you're just focused on that. I mean, it's really hard to be focusing on the ukulele and worrying about all these other things going on around you, right? And one of the, um, one of the skills we've particularly suggested that people work on right now is their executive presence because it's something that you can practice um, with all of these Zoom calls. And it's something that will help you if you're interviewing for a job or in the workplace down the road. So we actually have a, a assessment you can take. If you go to enhancedep.com, it's a quiz that tells you what your executive presence, um, where it is in terms of um, your skill level right now. And then it gives you tips to improve. So um, it takes about 10 minutes and that's a skill that you can start working on. And, and Keith's going to talk about that tomorrow, right? Like yes, yeah. we're having him come in, we put you guys back to back just because yeah. the two <laughs> topics, well, they, they go together. Yeah. They just go together. And I think executive presence is another important thing that I know makes introverts hearts flutter because it's scary to talk. But the thing is, that's what we have to do. So yeah. And actually introverts can be, uh, can end up um, being even better at executive presence, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty introverted myself, and so I think it actually uh, can be really useful for introverts. And so, whatever the skill is you pick, though, yes. we really suggest picking a professional skill and deciding I'm going to work on this. And it might be um, it might be your executive presence. It might be that you really want to work on your written communication skills. Uh, it might be that you have clients in Latin America, so you want to work on your Spanish. Uh, might be that you really need to get better at Excel. And there's so many resources right now with all of these um, like Coursera and other websites that are giving free and discounted classes, but it's a great time to work on trying to improve some of those skills. And you can, so in conjunction, guys, get the resume out and look at it. Absolutely. And update your LinkedIn, because if you do some of this development that Amy's talking about, you need to include that on your LinkedIn. You need to say that you got a new proficiency. You need to have somebody endorse you in that if you can. Mm -hmm. All of those things will help you immensely as you move forward. So this doesn't have to be, I understand everybody's, it's a weird time because if you have kids at home, which thank God mine's oh. 20, but if you have kids at home, it's tough. Believe me, I get it. But carve out some damn time for yourself. Like you deserve it. And those kids can watch some TV, like it can happen. Mm -hmm. So carve out some time for yourself to go sit on the back porch or whatever it takes and think of something small and achievable and do some personal development that helps your career. Mm -hmm. And one thing we've done, um, so our resume redo service, we have packages that are just a resume up to a resume with coaching and mock interviews. And we've added in free LinkedIn profile reviews because they are so important. And I mean, I really encourage you go back and look at your LinkedIn picture right now. Is, is that the image you want to put out? I mean, in uh, even an hour, you can really update and polish your LinkedIn if you're 
if you know how to do it. Um, I, I do want to suggest too, if people are trying to update their resume, we have a free tool. If you go to resumeredo.com, you can get this download. It's called five and a half tips to trash proof your resume because our big fear is our resume is going to end up in the trash, right? Right. Um, so d download that, take a look at your resume, see if you can update it. Even if you feel like you, your job is completely safe, great. Then you will sleep a little easier knowing it's been updated. But if you do end up needing to apply for a new job anytime soon, you'll be starting with, you know, the most obvious things fixed and you'll be in a better position because in that time when you've just been laid off is not the time to try to figure out where on your computer is your resume. Oh my God, that's the worst. When you, when you finally need to have it and then you go look mm -hmm. at it and then you go, I can do anything else, right? I could actually clean house right now yeah, before I right. want to touch this. Cause number one, you are depressed for sure. Mm -hmm. It feels personal. So you've taken that blow and it hurts and you're not selling your, you're not in a position to sell yourself like you might be right now if you're still employed and that linkedin is everything we've i've actually interviewed some folks for this life coach pod that have told us you need to be marketing yourself there's way i've got two podcasts up about how to package yourself but then if you keep it a secret it doesn't do you any good it, these investments of your time are everything and you and you could even look at your linkedin you get the url you can look at it from an outside perspective to see if you're showing Absolutely. enough yeah you're just there's sure. a little place now for a summary too which is nice so you can basically sum up why you're awesome mm -hmm. and i really I, I encourage people to remember that when recruiters are looking to hire they're looking on linkedin they're not on your computer looking for your resume and i mean I, this just happened today where a recruiter reached out to me and said uh, who do you know who's this type of lawyer and I know, I, I mean, I know my clients very well. I know I don't have a client who's in that particular area, but I immediately went to LinkedIn to see who I know who might be looking and might be um, a good uh, introduction to that recruiter. So people are using LinkedIn when they're looking um, to hire. And also there's so many jobs on LinkedIn now. I believe it was a hundred million jobs were filled off of LinkedIn last year. Holy so, crap. I mean, it's a ton of jobs are posted on LinkedIn and filled off of LinkedIn. And one of the things we know is that you're significantly more likely to get an interview if you know someone at the company or the organization who can put in a good word. And LinkedIn is a great way, not just to, to realize that you know someone there, but also to meet someone who works um, for that organization and connect with them. So I really recommend that people um, update their LinkedIn profile and engage on it. You know, and again, you even if you're not looking yet, um, it can still really be helpful in your actually career. yeah do it now while you're sitting on a boring conference call i mean that's what boring conference calls are for right <laughs> but it's true because i think a lot of folks i have friends who are shy about connecting mm. and i try to explain to them this isn't facebook this isn't twitter these are not people who are going to be your best friend this is right. literally to show you are one degree of separation maybe two from somebody in that company for the job you want to apply for or for this when they're looking for someone and your name pops up Mm -hmm. So don't worry about connecting. I, I usually have a little rule is I won't connect with anybody I can't vouch for. That's kind of mm -hmm. my, that's my limit right there. If I can't vouch for them, I don't want it to associate with my brand, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. But other than that, absolutely go make contacts. Don't be afraid. Yeah. That's literally what the tool is for. And it will be, it's a really important screener to Amy's point of when recruiters are out there looking they're absolutely looking to see if you know anybody at the company, if you're, you know, 
I often get like UC Davis grads work here. Go, okay, that's good. That's like my people. I know I will, I, I would be in the right culture if a lot of UC Davis people are there. Mm-hmm. That's a big yeah. one in California, but and, yeah. yeah. And even if you're just applying for a job that you didn't find on LinkedIn, one of the very first things that the recruiter or the person screening or the person interviewing you is going to do is they're going to Google you and LinkedIn is going to come up first, second, or third. And so you want it to be updated and the best reflection of you. Another thing that I think is really helpful to do right now is just reconnect with the people that you might ask to be a reference if you are on the job market or do end up on the job market. Just reaching out and saying, hey, how are you doing? Not, hey, I'm worried I might lose my job. I might need a reference. Just reach out and say, how are you doing? So you've had that reconnection. And um, then if you do need to ask for a reference, then you've been uh, in touch with them more recently. Okay, I think there's a really key t- tips, and especially for people who are still employed, but guys, it's very fluid right now. So don't assume you're safe unless you're running the company, and then I still wouldn't assume you're safe because right now things are coming out of left field. You just don't know. Um, you don't know if we're gonna have another wave of this. I mean, it's literally a pandemic, guys. It's not gonna go away tomorrow. So you need to be yeah. smart, and you need to be planning ahead for you. This is all about you. So take care of yourself. Yeah, go ahead. I I made partner in 2009. And when I made partner in 2009, I can tell you that I literally was worried. The conversation constantly at my law firm was, are people going to get laid off? Are they even going to make any partners? And I got called to a meeting one day and I thought, they're either going to tell me they're putting me up for partner or I'm going to get laid off. And thank goodness I ended up making partner a little bit actually before I expected to. Um, But I knew it could go either way. So I'm definitely not coming at this from the standpoint of, you know, everything is perfect. Everything is wonderful. I know that panic and that stress. Um, And I think anything you can do now to put yourself in a better position down the road will help you uh, sleep better at night. And if you need it, then you've built those resources for yourself. Oh, I think this is such good advice. Does anybody, if anybody's on the line that wants to ask a question, please feel free to jump in. But Amy, this has been, um, really encouraging because we're focusing on the people who haven't lost their jobs yet, who need to do those little steps right now to protect themselves and to think of and to take their positivity right now, Mm -hmm. because it is tough when you get laid off and to start to build up your connections and be prepared. It does not hurt to be prepared at all. Absolutely. I also want to just throw out there too. We have a a zoom uh, happy hour. We do lead every Monday and Thursday night. Um, at five central. Uh, we committed to doing it till, through the end of April. And now that the stay at home order in Illinois has been extended, we'll be doing it at least through the end of May. Um, so people are welcome to join. It's totally free. And it's just a nice chance to connect with other people from across the country and um, just meet some nice people. And we guarantee that you will uh, have some time to vent, strategize a laugh or two. Um, so if you go to applechromatic.com forward slash COVID-19, we have a bunch of resources, articles and videos about Um, things you can do now in your career. And then also you can um, sign up there for uh, cocktails during COVID. If you want to join us, we'll send you the Zoom. Can I get free legal advice? (laughs) There actually are quite a few lawyers on there, but probably not free legal advice, but you would meet some nice lawyers and you'll meet engineers and accountants. There's a, there's someone who buys, sells and trades uh, camera equipment who always often joins. Oh my Um, God. A wide range of, yeah, there's a wide range of folks. And literally from around the country uh, who join us every Monday and Thursday night. You can come once and you can come every Monday. You can come wh- as often as you'd like, but um, check it out if you might be interested. If you go to applechromatic.com, you'll be able to find the free resources page. And 
all of our COVID related materials, things on how to work remotely, um, all kinds of information, as well as the sign up for cocktails during COVID. Okay, so, so for those folks who are only listening and not watching, I want to make sure I spell the URL. So <laughs> wait, you're saying it's so clear. Op, apo, okay, I can't even Apple chromatic. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually a type of lens that helps you eliminate distortion so you can focus. Uh, but oh, the way to spell it. Overeducated are you guys? That's awesome. That's like an SAP <laughs> word. Yeah, go ahead and spell it for everybody because. Sure. It's a A P O C H R O M A T I K dot com, apochromatic.com. You can also um, Google Amy M. Gardner and then it'll come up. There's lots of Amy Gardner, so you got to have that M in order to find apochromatic.com. Actually, yeah, you're really easy to find if I just put in your name. That was really easy, but apochromatic. I've now nice. learned a Perfect. new word, a new word, and it's obviously very ownable URL because it's <laughs> totally, totally cool. And I, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. And having this positive talk and having all these resources people can take advantage of, that's really awesome. And I think that, that if, if y'all aren't taking advantage of all this free stuff and this networking and everything, what are you doing? What are you doing? Just chasing kids? Come on. This is your chance <laughs> to... Uh, to beef up your career game and I'm super thrilled Amy to have you on today and I look forward to meeting Keith tomorrow as we get this part two of this conversation about yeah. having an excellent career. Thank you Thank so you. much. Sure. Thank you. Bye everybody. I'll see you next time.